Hello and welcome back to the Bug and Rug podcast. As always, I'm Caitlin and today I'm telling Jack a story about a 300-year-old werewolf, but not what you're thinking. It's much worse. So hopefully by the end of the story, we'll all still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug. But only time will tell. Team Jacob or Team Edward? Twilight? Yeah. <laughs> um, Were you ever a Twilight fan? I was not. Have you seen any of the movies? Nope. Wow. Interesting. Which one's Taylor Lautner? That's, he's a werewolf. Okay. So you're Team Werewolf? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Because I don't know the, uh, is it Robert Pattinson? Mm-hmm. Isn't he Batman? He's Batman. That's weird. I never saw the new Batman, so I don't actually know if it's good or not. Mm. I always jokingly said I was Team Charlie, which is her dad. And like in retrospect. Who's that? uh, Bella Swan, the main character. Okay. Her dad. And like in retrospect, that was like a good choice. There's a bell under here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm just going to jump into it. On April 23rd, 2006. Authorities were called to a Medicine Hat, Alberta, Canada residence after a neighbor's son, who had gone over to call on his friend, told his mother that he thought he saw a body in the window. Authorities arrived around 1 p.m. and discovered a horrifying scene. The bodies of 42-year-old Mark Richardson and 48-year-old Deborah Richardson were found in the basement, while their 8-year-old son, Tyler Jacob, was found deceased on an upstairs floor of the home. As police scoured the area for clues as to what happened, they were notified that the couple's 12-year-old daughter, Jasmine, was nowhere to be found. Authorities feared she might have been taken by the individual who had murdered the family, so they urged the public to help aid in their search. They were relieved to find her unharmed 130 kilometers away in Leader, Saskatchewan, Canada. However, the relief would turn to confusion when they discovered she hadn't been kidnapped, but she had actually run away with her 23-year-old boyfriend. Sorry, Je- she was 12? Yep. Mm. Jeremy Allen Stinky. I think Stinky? it's I think it's Steinke, mm. but I he deserves to be called Stinky. <laughs> His 19-year-old friend Casey Lannister was also in the car with them as were two of their friends so not off to a great start if friends I'm who let friends date children are not friends <laughs> friends who let friends date children are not friends friends who no i'm not even going to say it the other way around i was gonna say friends who let their friends date older people are also not your friends but it's not your job as a 12 year old yeah to not date an older person you shouldn't yeah. But yeah, definitely yeah, the job yeah. of the other person. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the adult's job <laughs> yeah. not to date the minor. <laughs> yeah. So Jasmine Richardson and Jeremy Allen Stanky, Stanky? S-T-E-I-N-K-E. Stein yeah. Stanky or Stanky? I before E. Stinky. Allegedly, allegedly, these two first met at a punk rock concert in 2006. 
The young girl immediately became enamored with Jeremy, who was a goth and a self-proclaimed 300-year-old werewolf. Mm. So when I said it wasn't what you thought... It was not. (laughs) So he told Jasmine how he liked the taste of blood, and he wore a small vial of blood around his neck at all times. I don't know why. Jasmine's parents obviously did not approve of the budding friendship between her and Jeremy, but Jasmine kind of found her way around this. Jasmine joined a few online forums, including VampireFreaks.com, MySpace, and Nexopia, Nexopia, where she and Jeremy would chat, like, nonstop. She joined the latter under the name Runaway Devil, claiming she was 15. The pair eventually began dating... Hmm. But family and friends made their disgust with the relationship known repeatedly. This was not like an okay thing. Even her friends were like, this is weird. But. Yeah, because you're in sixth grade and he's in out of college. Yeah, yes. Yes. If he was even in, in college. Yeah. Out of college age, I yeah. guess. The, of working age. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're fine. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what I was drawing with that. Because it's always like, why would the parents let this happen? But they're probably like, oh, I'm going to hang out with Justin because Justin's brother is my age. Right. Oh, for sure. It's definitely like, can I go to the movies with Sabrina? And they're like, yeah, "Yeah, sure. We'll catch you later. And then as soon as they drive off, he's strolling in. You know what I mean? Like fucking after work day. (laughs) Yeah. And like MySpace, okay. Like they could probably knew about that. Did they know she was on VampireFreaks.com? Probably not. No. Unless they got the newsletter. (laughs) They got the (laughs) newsletter in the mail. Yeah, exactly. Mark and Deborah Richardson eventually had to ground Jasmine from leaving the house because they knew she was attempting to see him at least at some point. They And how how else were they going to stop it? Because she's clearly lying. He's 23 years old. It's not like... It's not like they're in school together and you can make them switch classes. You know what I mean? Like, it's nothing like that. So they basically realized they were making plans online. And then as soon as they would drop her off and leave, he was was there. So they basically grounded her. They said, you're not going out. You can't see him. Well, she was pissed, obviously. How dare a preteen be told what to do? Yeah, exactly. Authorities discovered public messages that were sent between Jasmine and Jeremy and were shocked at what they found. On one of the online accounts, Jasmine sent a message to Jeremy that read, quote, I have this plan. It begins with me killing them and ends with me living with you. Jeremy would go on to write, quote, payment. My lover's rents are totally unfair. They say that they really care. They don't know what is going on. The blank just assume. As as their greed continues to consume, she is slowly going insane. She continues to think that I came into her life to help her out and to stop what they keep trying to shout. It's all total bullshit. Their throats I want to slit. They will regret the shit they have done, especially when I see to it that they are gone. They shall pay for their insolence, blank. Finally, there shall be silence. Their blood shall be payment. So these were like public messages that were on these sites. Yeah. They eventually got taken down by the sites once they kind of figured out what was happening and it was under investigation. Yeah. But people read that. Like their friends read that. Like that was out there for the world to see. So witnesses to this relationship would corroborate that Jasmine occasionally stated that her parents 
that she wanted her parents dead, but they didn't really believe her. I mean, they're also 12, 12, and yeah. I'm sure they're not imagining her to I actually mean mom. it. Right, right, exactly. So those who testified also stated that hours prior to the murder, Jeremy was watching the film Natural Born Killers, a movie about two victims of traumatic childhoods who become lovers and mass murderers together. He was commenting on how it was the best love story ever written. During the film, Jeremy, Jeremy allegedly got a call in which he stated to the receiver, quote, I don't want to do this. Are you sure you want to do this? When his friends tried to calm him down and keep him from leaving the house, he said that he didn't understand why they were holding him back. He was happy he found someone crazy enough, just like himself. Hours later, Jeremy would murder Jasmine's entire family. So, yeah. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. So they were both arrested, obviously, after all of this went down. They were actually arrested within a day or two of, like, it actually happening. Within um, the first 48? It might have been less than that. I, I think sources that. say, like, it was the next day, mm-hmm. but I'm not... If it was at nighttime. Like, right, I'm not 100% sure. But it was very quickly that they kind of realized that... Well, they thought she was kidnapped, so obviously they were, like, trying to find I mean, her. Te- technically, yes, she was. She was kidnapped. I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean, so they're trying to find her. They found her. I think the friends that they were with were kind of like, well, they're dating, like, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then they found these messages and were like, well, they did it. Clearly, <laughs> like, they Clearly did it. Clearly, they murdered them. So Jeremy and Jasmine were arrested by police. And while they were being held in the jailhouse, they swapped love letters, quote, unquote, until they were engaged, question mark. Question mark. Jeremy wrote on a piece of paper and basically said, you said you want to get engaged? Then here's a cue. Will you marry me? If so, then it is a verbal agreement. Which is not because he wrote it on paper, but we're not really working with the brightest. Yeah, we're not talking about Crown in the box here. (laughs) Jasmine would reply, ha 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 ha. I never thought I'd find myself hysterically laughing in a holding cell in these kinds of circumstances. But still... Ha ha, you make me so happy. Yes, yes, I will. I would love to. Jeremy then told Jasmine to visit him after she got out of jail before admitting to authorities that he was the one who stabbed her family to death. Yeah. So this is just weird. Like, it's almost like he's brainwashed her, but, you know. In November of 2008... Jeremy Allen Stanky, Stanky was found guilty on three counts of first-degree murder for the killings of the three Richardson victims. He was sentenced on December 15, 2008 to three life sentences to be served concurrently but would be eligible for parole after 25 years. Casey Lancaster was charged as an accessory to murder. She was the one that was driving the car, actually. She was found with them. Okay. They kind of found out that she was kind of the getaway driver of sorts. The accessory to murder charges were dropped, but she did plead guilty to obstruction of justice in Medicine Hat Provincial Provincial Court? Provincial? Whatever. She received a year of house arrest and was ordered to refrain from drugs and alcohol, but, I mean, that would probably go with her probation. Yeah. But... So, now, on to Jasmine. Under the Youth Criminal Justice Act... I was like, yeah, because there's way different rules. Right. She's 12, remember? Yeah. Under this act, Jasmine Richardson's name could not be published in Canada after she became a suspect. Mm 
Under the same Act, twelve is the youngest possible age at which a person can be charged with a crime's convicts who were under fourteen years of age at the time they committed a crime, and can't be sentenced as adults. So you can be charged. You can't be. You can be charged as an adult. You can be sentenced as an adult. Right. Twelve's the youngest age. She was twelve at the time the trial went on. She was older, but she yeah, was twelve. Twelve when it happened. Right. Under this law as well, they cannot be given more than a ten-year sentence. So you can be charged. You cannot be sentenced as an adult. So that's why you can be sentenced to more than yeah. ten years, basically. While the Crown would allege that Jasmine was an active participant in the killings, Jasmine disagreed on the stand. She would admit in court that she used to talk about killing her parents prior to the slains, but she insisted that she was only joking. When it actually happened, she said she was in a zombie state and was unable to stop her boyfriend or call for help. Judge Scott Brooker reminded the jury before they went into deliberation that even if Jeremy was the one who physically stabbed the family, under Canadian law, an accused can be found guilty if they intentionally help, encourage, or persuade another person to commit a crime. He also warned that to find the accused guilty of first-degree murder, they must agree that the Crown proved there was planning and deliberation involved. He closed his statement... By saying that they had three options. Find the accused guilty of first-degree murder, find the accused guilty of second-degree murder, or find the accused innocent. There was pretty much no in-between. Yeah. There was no accessory to the crime. There was no manslaughter. She murdered. She was involved or she wasn't. As a child, she was either there or she was helping. Right. And and under their laws. She was either unfortunately there or... She was involved. Right. And even if she, even if she wasn't in the house at the time, technically her messages could be considered her persuading him to do that. Yeah. It'd be the same as, it'd be the same as the girl who a few years ago got the guy to kill himself. Right. Like was texting him to basically commit suicide. Yeah, "Yeah, man, if you're that miserable, kill yourself. Right, right. And when he he was like, I'm scared though. And she's like, oh, don't be, you should, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's fun. Everyone's doing it these days. Right, right. Listen, words, your words have consequences. As a 12 year old, there was a lot of other stuff going on. However, unfortunately, words have consequences. So on July 9th, 2007, Jasmine Richardson was found guilty of three accounts of first-degree murder. She was before him. She was 2008, right? Yes. Wow. Yes. Hers is a little bit more confusing, so I left it for the end, though, because his was pretty. He got sentenced. That's it. He's in jail. Yeah. So she was found guilty of first-degree murder. She is believed to be the youngest person ever convicted of a multiple murder in Canada's history. On November 8th of that year, she was sentenced to 10 years imprisonment to be followed by four years in a psychiatric institution and four and a half years under conditional supervision in the community. So 10 years because that's the max she could get. I actually also think that they took some off of that because of the time she spent in In jail while the trial. Psychiatric institution and then basically probation. Yeah. So in May 2016, her sentence was completed and she was freed of any further court-ordered conditions, restrictions, or supervision after a final sentence review on May 6, 
2016. So she did, definitely didn't spend four years of psychiatric. Right, and yeah. and the when she got out, that that may still be probationary period yeah. um, that she got out. So the remains of the three slain Richardson family members were flown to Ontario in October of 2008, where a funeral service was held at Lay Toussaint Church in Sadbury. The town was shocked when the crime occurred and their family was devastated. Mark's father, Arthur Richardson, told a newspaper that his son was on the verge of opening his own business. Quote, he was so happy he was just starting out. He had lots of friends and he was very loved. The hurt continued on even when Jasmine was released. So Sue England, a neighbor, stated, quote, I think we need to give her a second chance because of the age she was. The thing I most think about is how will she continue on with her life with, with that being a part of her past? I have sympathy for her, but you can't imagine anybody doing something like that. Yeah. And many of the neighbors had the same sentiment. Some were, some were more upset than others, obviously, but I think everybody kind of felt... Shoot. She was, tw- I mean... Yeah, she... 15, 16, 17, 18, maybe even 15 is questionable. Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah, like they tried, they did it. Yeah. Once, once you're, like, kind of below that... Yeah. And there's definitely a significant other person that's, like... Mm-hmm. Involved. Whether, whether or not he forced her to do it... Yeah. He still, at some point did some psychiatric yeah. damage somewhere. right i like, mean there's obviously manipulation on his part whether he would yeah whether he was whether he was saying oh i wanted to murder people so i manipulated her into helping me or if it was i was in love with her which you weren't yeah. that's disgusting but like even if that's what he was saying like something to the extent unfortunately we, she was still there we have to do whatever it takes for us to be together right and i'm sure that's what it was yeah um so, yeah, do you think this story will keep you up at night, or do you think you'll be able to sleep as snug as a I can't really know what she's doing right now. I'm not sure. I didn't find much after that, which, of course, I don't think. Keep a low profile. If you... Yeah, she probably changed her name if she could. And um, if she's still under probation, then she might not. Well, she wouldn't be now, I guess. Yeah, it's been but time. at the time. Um, I didn't find anything from her. I found a lot of neighbors talking about it um i think one article um jeremy's mother may have quoted something but i didn't really skim through that um her lawyer or i guess her spokesperson um to be honest he's almost out too depending well 25 years then probate 25 years to ask for probation yeah which which, often doesn't happen right i was gonna say which he probably won't get but i mean her spokesperson was hopeful and some of the neighbors were hopeful but even if even if you are a rehabilitated individual now yeah you don't her whole family is murdered like that is so difficult any form of I assume her grandparents are not happy. Yeah, yeah. Any form of family is probably not really yeah helping. Yeah, interested in um, any of that. Hey, sorry about that. Right, right. You can't really do that. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So So not missing all those Christmases with everybody. (laughs) Yeah, I'm here to make up for it. They're just like, I don't know. So anyway, that that's my story. Kind of short and sweet. Well, I wouldn't say sweet. It's short, but I thought it was interesting. There's a decent amount of information out there about it, 
but it's a lot of there's really nothing from her because she was so young. I think it's yeah. a lot of neighbors' accounts and a couple quotes from family members. You know what I mean? But I think it's an an case that has gotten some attention. It's been on a few TV shows or whatever, um, just because she's like the youngest person ever, ever. to yeah. be convicted. So to be convicted of a multiple murder in Canada. So. I don't know what other stats there are about that, but uh, yeah, thoughts, feelings, comments, concerns. Don't let your teenage kids date adult <laughs> yeah. vampires. Well, werewolves. werewolves. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's. Uh, if you murder somebody when you were ten, let us know. Stop! I don't want to know that. <laughs> I do. Mm-hmm. Okay, right, let right. us know. Email us bipodcast@gmail.com. <laughs> write me the email. <laughs> If you write an email and you either put, like, Dear Jack at the top or in the subject line, you say, like, this is for Jack, I'll I'll hand it over to him. Like, if confidential, only let Jack see this. <laughs> okay. If you committed a murder a long time ago, I won't snitch. Oh, you're saying, like, if they didn't get caught? Yeah. I don't want to know that. That makes me a liability. Okay. Unless the statute of limitations is up. I don't know if there's a statute of limitations for murder. I'll have to look that up. I don't think it is really level one crime or whatever the high. Oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. Got you. Yeah. Got you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Violence. Yeah. Yeah. I got Grand you. felonies. Right. Some, but not all. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, if you're in Canada, let us know. Yeah, if you're in Canada, let us know. If you know about this story, let us know. If you're a 300-year-old werewolf, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I want to know. About. If you're a 300 werewolf, come on over. Come on over. <laughs> you know where I am. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Don't it, touch the cats. <laughs> yeah, don't touch the cats. Leave them alone. But, yeah, if you're going to come over and you're 300-year-old, do you think that people who claim they're werewolves like don't like cats? Probably. You know what I mean? I don't know anyone who claims they're werewolves. Do you think uh, if people claim that they're werewolves, they're more susceptible to getting fleas? Probably more like kennel cough. (laughs) Kennel cough. Um, Yeah. Man, that guy takes everywhere. (laughs) What do you do at nighttime? Nothing. (laughs) Howling at the moon. (laughs) Ow. Why's your voice? Every every month at the end, your 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 voice goes. (laughs) Every six weeks. I'm busy. Moons. (laughs) Yeah. Full moon. I don't know, man. (laughs) Crazy. What were you doing last night? Playing playing the trombone. (laughs) Hey, you want to come over? Can't. I've got plans. (laughs) (laughs) Doing what? Carolyn. In July? It's March. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's a club. Got to practice. Got to practice, yeah. All year round. I'm in a, technically it's a choir. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, if you want to check out my resources, you can. (laughs) Do you? No. Like the musical hair. Oh. (laughs) Werewolves. Okay. You got Um, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. (laughs) Um, if you want to check out a resource, you can go to bug in a rug.podbean.com. There is a resource on here. Um. The archive.com one, there's like a couple different like articles on the same website that you can click through that are that is about this. I just put like the one and then you can go to the rest if you want. If you want to see photos, I mean, 
I'll just post photos of werewolves. But anyway, <laughs> um, you can go to our Twitter or Instagram. Those are just at BIR Podcast. Facebook is just Bug in a Rug. Again, you can email us if you're a 300-year-old werewolf, BIRpodcast at gmail.com. That's all I got. If you did not like this story because of the murder and the pedophilia. I assume. A little bit. Whatever. Um, Unless if the... I mean, he's dating a minor. That's what that is, right? Yeah, I think... Yeah. Yeah. Either way, I think often my brain goes more to like the beyond the dating, but... Well, I have no idea. Either way, it's don't. Yeah. Just don't. If you don't like either of those things, and this is a kind of a spoiler alert, don't listen to the next episode either. (laughs) Unfortunately, I thought this one, unfortunately, I read 300-Year-Old Werewolf, thought this was going to be a different story. She does it twice. (laughs) I didn't realize what it was about. Finished this. I realized what it was about halfway through. Wasn't going to find another story. The next one I've already have written. So... Yeah, don't listen to the next one. She dates a 12-year-old who murders. <laughs> no, I don't. No, not you. The... Oh, <laughs> well. Oh, really? Not. It's not about her. Is it about him? No, it's not about anybody in this story. Uh, that'd be crazy. similarities. Wouldn't it she gets out of jail? And <laughs> Just does the same thing. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not. I don't think it's connected in any way, shape, or form. The next one is actually pretty famous. Anyway, I don't want to give any way away even more. Spoiler. Signing off. I'm Caitlin. I'm Jay. Bye.